the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that bears no fruit he cuts away, and every branch that does bear fruit he prunes to make it bear even more. You are pruned already by means of the word I have spoken to you. Make your home in me as I make mine in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit all by itself, but must remain part of the vine, neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever remains in me with me in him bears fruit in plenty. For cut off from me you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is like a branch that has been thrown away, he withers. These branches are collected and thrown on the fire, and they are burnt. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask what you will, and you will get it. It is to the glory of my Father that you should bear much fruit, and then you will be my disciples. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Our Lord had used many images to describe himself in his relationship to us. The, he is the gate of the sheepfold. He is the good shepherd. He is the light that comes into the world that dispels the darkness. He is the lamb. But here he calls himself the true vine. The fact that he adds the adjective true tells us there was another vine. This other vine, in fact, was Israel. And about Israel, the, the prophet complained, I planted a vine, and instead of bearing fruit, it bore sour grapes. But our Lord is the true vine, and he is the true vine in regard to his humanity. As Israel was to be the means by which God would redeem the world and failed in as much as, as, the, as the Apostle said, our fathers were unable to observe the law. Our Lord, who is the true vine, obeyed his father even unto death. And therefore, he is the true vine producing the fruit that the father wanted. So he's the true vine, and at the same time, his father, our father, is the vine dresser. So in his humanity, he's the true vine, in his divinity, the vine dresser. What does the vine dresser do? Well, he looks after the vine. So every branch in me that bears no fruit, he cuts away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes to make it bear even more. So the Lord is not interested in barrenness. No, there must always be fruit. The, the branches that do not bear fruit are of no use, and they are cut off 
from the vine by the very fact that they are barren. And those that struggle to bear fruit, and this is why trials and temptations are so important, because these are the means by which we are being pruned, we bear even more fruit. How so? Because in trials, temptations, in difficulties, faith is increased. In trials, difficulties, temptations, we should hold even more firmly onto the Lord. And of course, that increases hope. And the mere fact that we are struggling is a sign, of, a sign itself of charity. So that these theological virtues increase by the, by the very experience of suffering. That's why the apostles rejoiced when they had something to suffer for the sake of the name. You were pruned already. How so? By the means of the word that I've spoken to you. That word, of course, is baptism. It is not just the water that cleanses us, but the word itself. And when the Lord speaks, he effects what he has said. Let there be light, and there was light. In the same way, when he cleanses us in baptism, we are cleansed. Your sins are forgiven you. It takes effect. And so if we have been pruned already, if we have been cleansed by the word, then he tells us, make your home in me as I have made mine in you. Because by the very word he's spoken, he has made us his home. But now we have to make ours in him. In another way, he speaks about, I, the Father lives in me, and I in the Father. That is in the divinity. But because he shares a common humanity with us, he has made his home among us and in us, and we also are to reciprocate by looking to him as our only certain resting place. This indwelling between him and us is important because it saves us from thinking that we're doing anything on our own or by our own power. As he says next, As a branch cannot bear fruit all by itself, but must remain part of the vine, neither can you unless you remain in me. The life of the vine passes into the branch. The branch has no life of its own. And so also for us, we have no spiritual life apart from him who is life itself. The divine breath was blown into the nostrils of Adam and he became a living being. By his sin, he expelled that breath, that divine breath, which kept him united to, to the divinity. And so now Christ has come, and once more by his word, he has reintroduced that breath into us so that we now can live in him and he in us. Yet we must remember that everything good that we do comes from the mere fact that the goodness comes from Christ himself. But up to now, he's not said who the branches are. So again, he repeats, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever remains in me with me in him bears fruit in plenty, because the means by which we bear fruit, that is the, the theological virtues, the, the works of mercy, all of these take the efficacy from him, and this 
is the fruit that the Father looks for. We remember that it is not just a matter of doing good that's important, because after all, unbelievers do good. No, for the Christian, the good that we do, we do because of Christ, and therefore there is a supernatural dimension to it, something beyond the mere physical work. Cut off from me, you can do nothing. This is how he explains it. Because human, ordinary human compassion would tell us to feed someone who is hungry. But for the Christian, this feeding of someone who is hungry has a supernatural dimension because the Lord receives it as if it were done to he himself. Anyone who does not remain in me, that is by charity, is like a branch that has been thrown away, he withers and is of no use. If you then remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask what you will and you will get it. Because this indwelling creates also in us a single will, or rather, it joins our will to that of the Father, so that what the Father wills, we instinctively will. And that's why we will get what is always in accordance with the Father. This is particularly important, especially for our apostolate, because the work that we do is not just humanitarian, it's more than that. We're looking towards the very salvation of all those whom we encounter, all those who we meet, and all those who work with us, support us, they also are able to share in the spiritual benefits of our work. As our Lord says, if you welcome a prophet because he's a prophet, you receive a prophet's reward. If you welcome a holy man because he's a holy man, the reward of a holy man is yours. But whoever gives so much as a cup of cold water to one of these little ones for my sake will surely not lose his reward. So then those who associate themselves with our work, no matter how distantly, they still share the benefits of the work, which is nothing other, we must constantly remember this, than the salvation of souls. Because every time we turn someone away from sin, we are in fact saving them, saving their souls from the eternal death. It is to my glory, the Lord tells us, it is to the glory of my Father that you should bear much fruit, and then you will be my disciples. God is always concerned about his own glory. When the Israelites in exile were causing scandal, he said, the, the, the prophet complained and said, the Lord says, I am going to return you, not because of anything you've done, but for, my, for the sake of my name, which you have caused to be blasphemed among the Gentiles. All that God does is for his glory, for his greater glory. And we must not forget that the great glory of God, of course, is our salvation. Since we haven't been saved, would give much praise and honor and glory to him. So then let us ask that the Lord will dwell in us and that we also will dwell in him and that we bear much fruit by the good that we do, not under our own efforts, but through his inspiration and by his um, grace that carries us through even to the end. In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.